Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Happy Tuesday. Round two of the NHL playoffs are here already. Feels like round one just ended last night. It did. We're going to talk about that. We're going to preview round two and give you our predictions we're going to crap on Jacob Truba for a while because he deserves it. Sure. Um, what else are we going to do, fellas? we got a whole bunch of stuff, stuff coming up. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Before we get started, make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube page. Podcast listeners, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Make sure you're following or subscribed on your favorite podcast app or all the podcast apps. That's helpful. You can do that, too. Uh, five-star review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, very, very great. And we are... Less than 100 followers away from 1,000 on our 6, Twitter. From 6,000. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that and I said it wrong. From uh, 6,000 6, followers on our Twitter account. So if you don't follow us on Twitter yet, what are you waiting for? Go do it at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. There's all the promotional stuff we need to tell you about. We got some news today, though, fellas. We are going to Nashville for the draft. Let's go. Meow, 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 meow. Very excited about that. Oh, whoa. Very excited about that. <laughs> the tornado. No, I accidentally went with siren. There's a tornado coming. It says it's siren and air horn. So I went with air horn. Yeah. I like the yeah, siren. We are invading Nashville. <laughs> I, uh, I went on my little. I went yeah, on hey, my, that's loud my, for the rest of the office. Morning walk this morning, and uh, apparently Tuesday, the first Tuesday of the month is when they test the yep. air raids in uh, Wilmette and Glenview. And Our ho- neighborhood, too. Uh, they definitely work. <laughs> and after like 10 minutes, I was like, okay, enough. They're like, working. Seriously. Like it was a little, little much, but yes, uh, Nashville should be, should be fun. Our neighborhood does a, uh, a vocal alert. Like tornado. It's well, like the siren goes off and then it says like, it's just, it's like, this is a test of the emergency. And it's like, I watched uh, HBO's series Chernobyl. Yeah. So when I hear Ugh. that vocal thing go off, I'm like, ugh, I don't like how that sounds to me. Like, it gives me a shiver. Everything is fine. Yeah. Everything's Everyone fine. Stay life. in your homes. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a little disnerving, uh, unnerving <laughs> when you don't know it's coming. Yeah, um, right. and you're like, oh, when it's, you have to check your watch and the calendar and be like, okay, and you're actually standing like walking outside and you hear it and you're, you're like, um, <laughs> my dog was barking at it this morning, just barking at the air. Yeah, so yeah, dogs will do that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Nashville, Nashville. It's gonna be it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, wherever they pick it, I I think it's gonna be fun regardless. Uh, should be a good time. We're gonna be down there covering the draft. Uh, rubbing elbows with all the big wigs in hockey, and uh, who knows? Sky's the limit. Yeah, and Narfin says, so no live show during the draft. Uh, not sure exactly what the format's going to be yet. Um, I think we're probably going to be covering the draft and then do a post-draft yeah. um, sort of a thing, so I don't think we'll be live reacting to the draft. However, a good reason to follow us on Twitter at chgo underscore Blackhawks is We'll probably jump on there, do some live we'll quick react stuff, and yeah. then we'll do a full-on long show after the draft, you know, because the Hawks have multiple firsts. Um, so there will be stuff to do. But, yeah, because we're going to be down there covering it, hopefully getting some guests, hopefully doing those sort of things, uh, getting some interviews we can play. It will be a little bit different from last year's show. Yeah. But remember, last year, 
the draft started. They had the Debrinket stuff that they acquired. That was it. That day or the day before, it was on the it way was, to yeah. the yeah. on the way on my way to the studio. Yeah. was when the dra- when when that trade happened. Yeah, so um, there wasn't as I don't know. It was kind of more uncertain. This year is a little more certainty about where when and where they'll be picking. So it'll be a little different this year. But hey, um, it's going to be a historic day for the Hawks. This is one of the yeah. biggest days, regardless of you know one, two, three, four, five, whatever. They're going to get their best prospect on that day. It's the biggest draft that they've had since 20, 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, you can argue it's bigger because 2007, there wasn't as much, you weren't trying to. Expectations re- were different. Yeah. The yeah. majority of the fans who were around for the first Stanley Cup weren't invested yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't. The the oh six oh seven season wasn't a season about trying to get the number one overall pick. They 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 lucked. They into did that. that organically. <laughs> yeah, they lucked into that. They moved up a bunch of spots and got Patrick Kane. It wasn't there wasn't the focus like it was, and it wasn't a franchise just eight years removed from a championship. It right. was a franchise forty something years removed from a championship. Mm-hmm. So I you can argue yes that draft what turned out to be one of the biggest in Blackhawks history. But I think as far as leading into it, this can be considered the biggest draft they've had in quite some time, especially when we figure out uh, where are they going to be in just six days. Thank you, baby. Jesus. I'm not fast. Um, (laughs) A couple people in the chat are concerned if the Predators organization is actually going to let you guys attend as Hawks fans. They're going to raise we're, a banner we're, for hosting a draft. Where you heard those sirens, we're we're coming in DX style. Yeah, that's fine. We'll just do the shows. We'll do the shows from Tootsie's then. No biggie. Sure. Wait, listen. No, but sure. Whatever. I don't care. I don't drink at any of them. We'll go wherever <laughs> one you want to go to. I don't care. Uh, it's all. They're all going to. Every band there only plays uh, Folsom Prison Blues from from Johnny Cash. Well, that's why I go to Layla's. It's like every time. It's like <laughs> you want to hear a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, and it's full. Like, come on, you guys are all super talented musicians. We're in Nashville. You can play a different Johnny Cash song. People won't get mad at you. So this is a comment for six people on earth, but uh, if you like Jack White's album, Lazaretto, the fiddle player on that is Lily Mae Riche, and she plays at, at Layla's every night. And every just, night? Almost every night. Quite and uh, that's why that's my spot, because she's excellent, and they play originals and covers, and it's, it's awesome. Anyway. I'm down to see a fiddle player. Where do we want to start? We want to start with uh, last night's action. Let's talk sure. about the game last Let's night. Wrap Let's wrap up uh, round one. Let's talk about the, the Rangers losing, baby. And losing, <laughs> like, dramatically. Wonderfully. Yeah, Way that was, to <laughs> make my night. That oh, fun. that was yeah, so fun. good. That, that was, was fun. so good. They had no chance in that game. None. Even, they got three first period power plays, couldn't do anything with it. The Devils just Owned them at five on five. Yeah. Owned them. Yep. They had no shot in that game. And, and anytime they even got the puck in the zone, it was one shot from far out and they were back out the other way. They just, the Rangers look so good in game six. And I do think part of it is they got a lot of bounces in that game. Like all the puck luck went their way yep. in game six. And maybe it felt a little more off kilter than it actually was. But after that, it was sort of like, whoa, the Rangers have sort of found their game again. They're flying highs. Abinajad scores in game six, so he's kind of yeah. got the monkey off his back. And the Devils were just like, no, you're Devils, not winning this game. Devils became a completely different team from game three on. Yeah, oh, and, absolutely. And I, it's just kind of like it's one of those situations where maybe it just feels like the team 
needed kind of like that, like, whoa, like that jolt of like, okay, yes, it's playoff time. Like we need to, we need to hit another level. And, and they absolutely did. Uh, and this, this Rangers team, like with all, all the moves that they made, all the talent they brought in, um, should have had a, a much better performance in this series uh, against a Devils team that, yes, they're, they're young and fast and exciting. Like the, the Rangers and the guys that they brought in, the, the, the been there before aspect, this was a team that went to the Eastern Conference final last year. Like this, this team should have on experience and the talent that they had been, been able to take care of the Devils. And uh, this, this Devils team is exciting. They're, they're, they're fast and when you can when you can skate by a team in the playoffs, like if you can exploit that, you can go far. So this Devils team is gonna be very exciting. Narvin says the Devils remind him of the 09 Hawks. We've said that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Jason T says the Rangers looked about as assertive as the Hawks did in 2017. I agree with that. The difference is the, the 2017 Hawks had an excuse <laughs> because they had just won three cups, then went to the conference like they, it had been a long, long years and years of long, long playoffs where these guys were just kind of out of gas. Yeah. You know, all the mileage had sort of caught up with the Hawks at that point. That's not the case for the Rangers. Yeah, they got to the East Finals, but it's not like they've been year after year well, getting was, deep, deep no. runs in the playoffs. I think no. last year was a little smoke and mirrors where it made the Rangers think they were further along in their rebuild than, than they were. I mean, they still, they went and got Panarin, Zabanajad, you know, they, they didn't really do full teardown per se. Yeah. And obviously getting this number two overall and the number one overall pick in back-to-back years helps, even though you could argue that both of those guys kind of suck. Or at least not worth where they're at. Your 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 first overall pick and your second overall pick in back to back years are points. your third liners. And they got zero points in a seven game series. Not ideal. And we should remind people, by the way, that Lafreniere was the no doubt number one mm-hmm. and Kaka was the no doubt number two. Yeah. In those drafts. Well, he's no doubt number two, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm not saying that Bedard and Fantilli are headed down that road. But just know that nothing is hey, guaranteed. Bernard is about as guaranteed as you get. For two years, we heard Shane Wright was the overall yeah. number one pick, and he went fourth and then played in juniors this year for most of the season. Well, yeah, so. and not to derail the conversation yeah, about sorry. the playoffs. My but but I, I feel like there there are ways that those guys played that you could say, like, oh, when it translates to the NHL, like it might they might not be the same player like Shane Wright and, and, and Lafreniere. I think... I, I think we've seen enough of Connor Bedard's shot alone yeah, can no. make him a very good NHL His release player. is going to get him uh, 30 goals minimum a year. Um, yeah. But back to the Rangers, last year... You also had Chris Kreider Chris last Kreider year. Chris Kreider had 50 freaking goals last year. That, the that, best that, season he's ever had. And will ever, ever have. going to have. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody thought he could ever do 50. And when, what, 26 of them were on the power play? Yeah. Like and he had five power play goals in the first two games of this series and mm-hmm. nothing, nothing after. after. So like you had Chris Kreider getting fifty. You had Igor Shesterkin having one of the best season. And you knew those two guys were gonna come back to Earth a little bit. Now Shesterkin was still very good this mm-hmm. year. Just not where he was last year. And you can say that in the playoffs too. But you know, they Artemi Panarin, two assists in game one. Nothing after that. That's bad. Nothing. Invisible for a lot of that series. You know, Patrick Kane had, had what, six points in seven games, five assists? Yeah. But a lot of that was done in those first two games. Early games, yeah. You know, he was noticeable last night, but 
my God, against this Devils team, he looked slow. Yeah. Even when he yeah. was yep. like, in, like, yeah, we know he always looks slow on defense. Mm-hmm. Even when he had the puck, he was getting caught from behind in this series, left and right, all the time. Um, the Devils may be the fastest team in the history of hockey right now. <laughs> like they're ridiculous. Even John Marino. That goal he scored last night, I was like, where the hell did yeah, that come right, from? From him. Uh, and the Rangers or the Devils beat the Rangers in seven games. And between Nico Hirscher, Timo Meyer, and Jasper Brett, they got one empty net goal at the end of game seven. And they still <laughs> won that series. That's impressive. That's, and then that's a huge And once those uh, guys eventually start scoring, which they will, right. that makes them super dangerous. It's a huge equalizer at this time of year is if your if your top stars aren't going, if your if your depth is carrying you, like eventually those top stars usually will find their game, it and it's off. just and it's just going to elevate you even more. Let, look at look, but those tr- three uh, combined for uh, thirty one, sixty three, and where's Timo Meyer? Why isn't he is this regular season? season? Yes. Yeah. Those guys. Combined for 80-something goals in the regular yeah. season. Over 80 goals. Over 90 goals, actually. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Almost 100 goals combined between the three of them. And uh, you got nothing you got in, the, in that series. You got an empty netter at the end of Game 7, and you still won. That, yeah. that tells me the Devils are... There's more to go. There's, they're, they're a complete team. I don't think they've got, they got enough credit. And the fun part about this is... This series kind of paralleled their regular season because you remember their home opener? They were like one and four, or whatever it was. Fire they, Lindy. They were trying yeah. to fire Lindy. Ruff. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. Lindy. <laughs> Seven games later, they were apologizing to him. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the first two games of this series, people were writing them off. Yep. And they said, watch this. Yeah. Well, it felt, you know, when you saw the first couple games, I do think you saw the Devils a little bit like shell shocked by the pace and kind of the spotlight and. It's the Rangers, it's MSG, like all that stuff, you know, like it's, I think it caught them off guard, but then once they settled down, like that's, I think that's was, we talked about it yesterday, what made the Kraken so impressive was there was no nerves from them. Yeah. They just were businesslike, they just stuck to their plan. I think the Devils were a little bit shocked when things started, and then the talent took over, and like you said, like, although Timo Meyer did not have a point in the series... He was still super effective, mm-hmm. and and you know, like I think there were a lot of times we saw, like regular season and playoffs with Marion Hosa, where maybe the points weren't coming, but the other stuff was still happening, where the value was still as high yeah. as ever. Uh, I'm not saying that Timo Meyer is Marion Hosa quite yet, but similar ish kind of player. yeah. The guys that you want to perform yeah. and put up points sometimes. They don't, but they still have a positive impact on the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And what, on the, what they're doing leads to others yeah. producing points. On the Timo Meyer thing, by the way, I checked in with our buddy James Nichols. We had him on uh, after all the Barry Trotz craziness. Remember that? That's yeah, that was, that was this time last year. Uh, and he, uh, I asked him what this latest was on Timo Meyer. Uh, this was to this morning. He said, no update as of last night. I spoke to him in the locker room, though. Nose was all bloodied and possibly broken. Said he wasn't feeling good. Said he was feeling good. Important mm. misread by me. Sorry. He was feeling good and was in good spirits. Uh, I said, do you expect he plays? He said, hard to say. I'd be surprised if he missed much time. Maybe a game, but that's just a hunch. And then later in the day, he said, sounds like Timo won't miss time. So it looks like Timo Meyer will be there. If you missed it. He did come back to the bench before yeah. the end of the game. Didn't get back in the game. But he looked back on the wobbly bench. after that hit. Well, yeah. And 
it's kind of the talk of hockey today. It is yet another. Uh, our friend Shana Goldman wrote about it. It is legal, but it is dirty. Hit by Jacob Truba. Uh, we are not allowed to play highlights on the show. We don't want to get sued, but we've got a couple screen caps, and there you see it on your screen. The Center po- of the chest, Rangers fans want yeah, to say. The point of impact is Timo Meyer's head, and I, before you even say it, I know you're going to say, well, you know, you shouldn't be crossing the center of the ice with your head down. Correct. However, we have seen game after game when Jacob Troop is not on the ice, guys opt out of making that hit because they don't want to hurt somebody. Jacob Truba is going to end a career someday. Yep. It's a matter of time. He's did it to Jujar Kara. Jujar Carroll looked like he might never play again after that hit. He back, tried to do it to Thanasiu. He tried to do it to Thanasiu. Look at these last year. still after still. Yes, it is shoulder tucked. Yes, his feet are on the ice. He is aiming for the head. And, Greg, you made a good point that you could see the puck is away. Before the show, you made this point. The puck's away. That's interference at least. How there was no penalty at all called yeah. on that is just an absolute joke. But he, you said it. He was... Heading into the defensive zone and then saw Meyer, and he's like, oh, he's vulnerable. Let me go get him. Charging, interference, roughing, something. something. How you let that happen and not call it anything. I, I that would have been the perfect situation to call the five-minute major and review it. They've done such a good job at that throughout the whole playoffs. Yeah. I've been digging that. How do you not do it there? Uh, you know, there but, were some – There were the, the roughs, and I'm not the type that, that, that harps on refereeing – but man, they Gord Dwyer in 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 particular just seemed to just refuse to call penalties against the Rangers last yeah. night. Refused. Uh, it's yeah. very frustrating because it it is seriously a matter. This of is time. why Jacob Truba keeps doing this because he has paid zero consequences for his actions. Back to back games last year, the game after Jujar Kara left on a stretcher, he did it again in Colorado. He did the McKinnon. McKinnon right? left yeah. the game on a stretcher. Back-to-back games, not a fine, not a suspension, nothing. Like, what's it going to take? It's going to take him to kill a guy. Yeah, I, I mean. Or unless someone kills him first, which or, or, Yeah, I, I, and here's the thing. Like, he's a good player. He doesn't need to do that. And look, I know the Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em videotapes that old people like me and Greg used to own back in the day made up of these big hits and these massive, and Scott Stevens, like, just freight training Eric Lindros and those were all exciting but now as we know it's, more it's not that time anymore. about the impact of head injuries and concussions and what it means for people's health down the road those hits that used to make me jump out of my seat make me cringe now because mm-hmm. they're not necessary I think the biggest problem is and someone in our in our comments just said it um, the NHL and Gary Bettman do not acknowledge the connection between CTE and concussions and head injuries and and the extreme contact that the that the sport has and and that is where we're not going to that that is why we there's going to be a roadblock to having any changes because yeah. if because the way the, the league sees it is everyone's freaking out about hits to the head but hits to the head are just part of the game just it's just part of the game it's it's what we know is going to happen but the hits to the head i don't think they're a, they're a big problem that's gary batman and then is, that's the, and it, that's it, the problem it, it it is part of the game but the consequence needs to be part of the game too look absolutely the ihf does not allow head hits intentional or not you make your point it was your point i'm not stealing it no you, you it, said it, it perfectly it, 
if, over there on the leather couch. If you accidentally flip the puck directly over the glass yeah. in the defensive zone, you get a delay a game penalty no matter what. Right. If, you, if your stick accidentally comes up, if you're trying to lift a guy's stick, but you accidentally hit him in the face, what happens? Penalty. You get a high sticking penalty regardless. Mm. So how come it's not the same with head hits? If you're aiming for a guy's chest and he bends over and then you get him in the head, I don't care. Head contact should be automatic penalty, mm. accidental or not. Other penalties are called whether you intended to do it or not. This should be the same thing. You hit a guy in the head, automatic five-minute major. That's it. End of story. That's the only way you're going to get this stuff to go away. That's the only way Jacob Trouber is going to stop this nonsense. And of course, it's people with Rangers logos in their in their Twitter feed in their <laughs> avatars that are saying it's a textbook hit. Blow it out your ass. No, it's not. I'm, the guy is a scumbag. From a casual standpoint, as someone who was less familiar with all of the nuances of the rules and just looking at, I saw the replay and just looking at the still. Like you're right, Jay. It's like a cringe when you just see that approach. Mm-hmm. And it's curious that. I, it surprises me that that is still a legal hit. Like, you see that in the NFL, they've done, like, that was a huge part of the game. They've done everything they can to remove right. defenseless receivers and going over the middle like that. And it, at some point, and you got you to gotta make con- concessions and, when it comes to player and safety. And there's still that contact in football. You're still going to get helmet-to-helmet hits because of how fast and how physical the game is. Hockey is just as fast, just as physical as, as, as football. There's going to be times where guys get hit in the head. You can't completely erase that from the game, but our, but the point is you have to acknowledge the impact that those hits have on the players that are suffering from them, and you have to you have to have consequence for the players that continuously put those hit hits hits out. And I, the you, you mentioned Scott Stevens. One of the craziest highlights that you'll ever see is from the I believe it was two thousand three Stanley Cup between the Devils and the Mighty Ducks when they were still the Mighty Ducks. Uh, Scott Stevens knocks Paul Correa out cold, unconscious on the ice in the center of the ice with a play very similar to what Timo Meyer uh, and, and, and Trouba were involved in. And, you you know, Paul Correa is out on the ice. You see him come to with his breath hitting his, his visor. He's, he leaves the game, comes back, and scores a goal. And Gary Thorne is one of the greatest goal calls of, of all time. It's one of the craziest highlights you'll ever see. A few years ago, TSN did a follow-up uh, and, and basically found Paul Correa in, in, in his life after hockey where he basically disappeared. And I, I encourage people to kind of to, to, to find, find that feature. You can find it on YouTube. I know TSN usually has their content geo-locked in the States, but you can find it on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> and just kind of see where Paul Correa is today. He has no memory of, of, of that time of his life. And the amount of concussions that that he's and he's not alone in hockey. The Gary amount Shooter of concussions, really bad ones. Yeah, the, the there's so many stories like that of guys that are just the way that the game was played, the way that hits were policed differently. It's 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 taking years away from these guys' lives more than more than they ever really you know more than they kind of are signing up for. Like, yeah, I'm probably gonna have leg issues, hip issues, back issues because of how physical it is to, to, to have head injuries and neck injuries and things that could take away physical abilities, take away your, your years of your life, your memory. Like the, the league needs to be more serious about this. Absolutely. And look, as we learn more, you know, like <laughs> you put seatbelts in cars 
as you learn that seatbelts save lives. Like as 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 knowledge advances and evolves, then you adapt the rules. And as you learn that head injuries are not just oh he's got his bell rung, he's a little woozy for a minute. Right. That they have long term, long lasting repercussions. Then the game needs to change too, and they owe it to their players to protect their players. Who wants to see? 20 years from now, Timo Meyer, you know, unable to speak. Or Jujar Kara, you know, struggling with the guy who's about to get married. You know, probably looking ahead at the next 20, 30 years of his life. Jonathan Taves. Play- is that how many concussions? Players. Do you want to be at the Hawks convention now. in 2045 and see Jonathan Taves come out, like, barely functional? Right. Guys, no. guys are more aware of their long-term health now. Yeah. You would think the owners at some point would want to step in too, because they're investing millions and millions of dollars in these guys. Right for the for the, you know, it sounds impersonal, but don't you want returns on your investment? Yeah, don't you, you want yeah. to make sure the guy you're paying thirty million dollars over to the next three years actually plays three years? Right. From a business sense, it makes sense to get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious they don't care about the players, so we won't. But for, they care about their money. Right. Don't they want to get a return on their investment? It's kind of hard to get a return on your investments, you know, when a guy's, you know, not on the ice because you're letting him get hit in the head. Janet Orr says, until hockey fixes their gatekeeper problem, these things will not change. Hockey is a huge get off my lawn club. Absolutely. Yeah. Part of that that generation is 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 on is on a timer. (laughs) They're not sure. They're 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 running like you know. It's time. I've been saying this for two three years. Gary Bettman has run his course. It's time to get somebody else in there. Somebody with some newer, fresh ideas. Somebody that's actually going to acknowledge that CTE is a real thing and getting hit in the head causes it. Somebody that's not a science denier, but it's not going to happen because he keeps the owners happy, and that's who who his bosses are. It's a different show for a different day, but how Gary Bettman makes the owners happy is beyond me because the sport's popularity since he's taken over has gone... Down. The NHL could be worth so much more than yes. It is. And how many organizations have failed in his tenure? Uh, Atlanta, yeah. Arizona's failing. Hey, but we're going to give Atlanta another team now, right? Like it's, I don't, I don't get it. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that's another Whatever. topic. But uh, yeah, we got yeah. all summer for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, this is why we need Snoop Dogg to be an owner. That would that's be, right. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Free medical marijuana for the league. All right, you let's know. preview <laughs> round two coming up next. Uh, but first, we're going to tell you about some beers. Yeah, beers. Uh, hey, Goose Island, they got good beers. And they are the proud uh, sponsor and official beer of us here at CHGO. And they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And how can you deny it with their deep and talented roster full of beers like the Goose IPA, a six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style with a citrus aroma and bold hop finish. Uh, you have the Tropical Beer Hug, a dry hopped Imperial IPA, which is 9.9% ABV. That is dangerously easy to drink. One of those will take care of you on your summer's days. The Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer. It's what the beer brewers are drinking. And, of course, the 312, the staple of Goose Island's deep and talented roster. Grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House located on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room at Fulton Street in Westtown. That is Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Eventually, 
uh, the sun is going to come out and stay out for long periods of time. It was out for a little bit today. Yeah, we're going to get it to where it's actually going to be out for like multiple days in a row. <laughs> Maybe that'd be nice. <laughs> Eventually. Um, so when that does happen, you'll be able to take on that giant ball of light in the sky with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class product just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. I think they're way too humble at Shady Rays. They're better than any of those expensive pairs. <laughs> Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures and driving home in rush hour traffic. That's not all, because that's the only outdoor adventures I get these days. That's not all. Shady Rays offers you the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on the very first day, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you make your purchase. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through the Shady Rays Impact Initiative. They're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS at the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. Not only are you going to look good, but you're going to feel good because you're going to help do wonderful things for other people. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, and you will, trust me, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is zero risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusive for our lovely, lovely CHGO listeners, Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO for 50% off any order that contains two or more pairs of sunglasses. The more you buy, the more you save. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200 and 50,000 people. That's a lot of people. And a lot of stars. That's right. Uh, all right, before we get into round two, why don't we recap uh, how we did in round one? Recap our picks. Yeah, that's not great. Why don't we do that? That's, mm. uh, gee, I wonder who had the most correct. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. Yep. Uh, this side of the bracket was not good for me. Yeah, we. Uh, so Jay and I both had, or uh, the three of us all had the Hurricanes, Yep. Uh, so we did pretty good there. The well three done, of us boys. also had Boston. Not so yeah, not even so though I said there. they were ripe for an upset, uh, I still picked them. <laughs> yeah. uh, then the the Dallas Minnesota series. Jay and I both had Dallas, and Greg went with Minnesota. I, I regretted that pick the second I made it. Uh, <laughs> it's, that was one of those where it, it you could have been you could have been happy with either either selection. Uh, and then the three of us all had Edmonton, so we all got a good check mark there. So. We move on to the next side. Uh, I had the Rangers, uh, so that was uh, that was my mistake. Uh, you two had the Devils. Even though Jay picked the Rangers last night. Just got to point that out. Well, you're right. <laughs> taste change. Um, Jay and I picked the Leafs. Greg, of course, picked the Bolts, but uh, the Leafs made that made that. I picked uh, the better team one. of the series. They just didn't win. Eh, that happens sometimes. Uh, and then me and Greg had the Golden Knights. Jay had the Jets. Yeah. And then uh, myself, Jay, and Greg all believed in the avalanche, and we were all fools for doing it. So yep. that's where we ended up there. <sighs> so Jay and I correctly picked five of eight. Greg was four of eight. and uh, But 
you know, you, you have something to, to cheer for. Your your uh, better half is leading our bracket, apparently. Yes, Stacy, uh, she filled out our, our ESPN uh, bracket challenge. I think she had seven of the eight first rounds. Like, she good. had both Seattle and Florida winning in the first round. And when she made those picks, I was like, oh, that's... That's really that's fun. That's, that's good. <laughs> I think those are great picks. And I'm like, oh my god. And now I'm like, oh, her host show. She's a genius. <laughs> anytime, man. I'll, I'll stay home for a night. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, hey, happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, action starts tonight. Uh, game one of Panthers and Maple Leafs uh, at 6 p.m. That is on Espen, uh, and the game is in Toronto. I picked the Leafs to win the cup, so I'm going to keep that pick. I'm picking the Leafs in six. I'm also going Leafs in six. I, I really want to see where this team can go now that they've uh, finally gotten the you know dark cloud away from their head of getting past the first round. Um, I said it yesterday, you know, underestimate the, the Panthers at your own peril, and I, I am going to do that. Um, but I think, I think the Leafs are, are a really talented team. Um, I, I think they got, you know, they got the right play. They got the right mixture of players now. I think in, in past years they were really talented, but they didn't have the right mixture. I think they have the right mixture now. Uh, and this Panthers team is going to be tough. Matthew Kachuk is is really uh, stepped his game up to uh, to another level. Um, he's eleven he, points. He's he's a player that loves to be in the uh, in the spotlight, and this is an opportunity to do it. Uh, so it's going to be a tough series, but I, I'm sticking with the Leafs. And um, again, ninety nine percent of the reason I'm doing this is because I want to see Jake McCabe succeed. So, going with the Leafs. I'm going to be the only one picking uh, the Panthers. Panthers in seven, and I'm not doing it just because of my despise of. It's part of it, though. Maple Leafs. It's, it's, it sure is, but, <laughs> it's, but a big, I, it's a big chunk of it. <laughs> no, I actually watched the Panthers, and we're like, hey, you know, if they could beat the Bruins, they could definitely beat the the Maple yeah. Leafs. Oh yeah. If they get the goaltending, and then the, the you know Alex Lyon was the first or the first off the uh, ice this morning, which usually means starter. Yeah. I don't know how. Mind games. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, interesting. I, that's very interesting. It could be some some gamesmanship. The Lions played well against the Leafs in the last couple of weeks of the season. I don't see how you can do that though. The way Borowski played right. these last couple yeah. of games, we'll see. Um, listen. Nobody forechecks better in hockey than the Florida Panthers. And that is going to wear a team down. We just saw it happen to the Boston Bruins. They could not keep up yeah. with them. They ran them down. When Boston didn't win in game five to close them out, Florida had them right where they wanted them. If Toronto gets a chance to put them away early and don't watch out. I agree. Look, I, I really do think this can go either way. I really do. And, and, uh, I will say the one thing that does good against a strong forecheck is speed. I think the Leafs are faster than the Bruins. Um, you know, just their their offensive talent is 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 not only is it really really high end, but it's also very fast and very skilled. Um, so I I don't know I, I if if the if the Panthers won I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked at all. Yeah. I like they're we forget last year they're the President's Trophy winning team. Yep. You know they were a Stanley Cup favorite. They fell short, and then everyone kind of wrote them off. Well, they had new coach. Yeah, they traded away two of their big pieces. You know, Jonathan Uberdo was is the franchise's all time leading scorer. Like Hart Trophy candidate last year was amazing, and they traded away one of their best defensemen in, in mm -hmm. Uyghur. That and and then yeah, you got Kachuk who had a Hart Trophy 
worthy season, but it just took a while for them to get things going. They dealt with some injuries during the year. They're peaking at the right time. They've, yeah. they've been maybe the best team in hockey since March 1st. This is yeah. a series I'm most excited to watch. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would agree. Yeah. So it, it was, it's going to be fun. Um, I just think eventually that Panthers forecheck and relentlessness and Matthew Kachuk <laughs> eventually wears them down to where they're just like, I, I don't want to deal with this crap anymore. Well, that's a guy who not only is he going to score on you, he's going to piss you off and get you mm-hmm. off your game, yeah. just like his father did. And, I mean, soon we'll be having the discussion who is a better player, Keith or Matthew. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, think we already it's close. The answer to that. I don't know. Keith scored 50 goals. I mean, yeah, but in I a was. time when 50 goals were not common. Yeah. Keith is really good. Don't let time. Don't let time and the fact no, that he played was really good. But I think I think Matthew. <laughs> I think Matthew does more than Keith yeah, did. Could be. Well, they're both very good. Uh, next up tonight, uh, eight thirty on ESPN, Kraken at Stars. That is the next series. Um, as much as I would like to root for the Kraken, I'm going to root for the Kraken. I can't <laughs> pick them to win. I think the Stars are going to win it in seven. Uh, I do think the Kraken, as we talked about yesterday. Their system, their play, their style, their kind of nothing to loseness, if that's a word, yeah. will keep them in games and, and they're not gonna panic. Um I, I think they're gonna hang in there and, and give the stars all they can handle. But when you look at the the depth of talent on Dallas, you know, Jason Robertson, who's one of the game's young stars, Rupe Hints, and you've got the old guys kind of having a bit of a resurgence. Um, they're really deep, they're really good. Oh yeah, and they have Jake Otten during goal. Mm-hmm. Um Dallas is. I think Dallas is going to win it in seven, but I think it's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah, I agree. I got Dallas winning in six. I wanted to pick the Kraken. I still think they can win this series, obviously, especially if Philip Grubauer continues to play the way he's played. But I just think there's a more offensive talent there. Not to say that Colorado didn't, but you know, for the most part, Dallas is healthy. That's a difference. Uh, we'll see if Joe Pavelski plays. Jarrett McCann did not travel to Dallas, yeah. so he's going to be out for at least those first two games. Yep. I mean, yeah, the, Seattle isn't a team that has relies on superstars, so to say, but he's one of their best players, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they've got guys that are going to plug in, and, and they'll keep plugging along, but that's a, that's a big guy to lose for an extended period of time. Jake Ottinger, that's the difference in this one. Yeah. Jake Ottinger is better than than Gorgiev on 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 the on the Avalanche. Yeah. They've got more you know they're more balanced than the Avalanche. The Avalanche were kind of top heavy due to injuries whereas the Stars can get you with four lines as well as Seattle can. It's going to be a very evenly matched series. I'm picking Stars in 6 because Jake Ottinger uh is going to continue his rise to superstardom in this postseason. He, he, you know, he, he's a guy that can win a game they don't deserve to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. He did, he's, yeah, absolutely. Philip Grubar did that arguably four times in that series yeah. against Seriously. Colorado. Yeah. Right. Right. I just don't know if he could keep that up. I have more faith in Jake Ottinger keeping up his play than Philip Grubauer. Right. Oh, for sure. That's uh, Yeah, and that's that's basically the, the tipping point in this series is, is which version of Grubauer is going to show up. Because like you said, like you just said, like I I trust Jake Ottinger. I I don't know if you can trust Philip uh, uh, Grubauer. Like I, I think it's what he did in last series was really impressive. Can he do it again? I think that's that's uh, that's the big question. And and I think outside of Ottinger, Dallas just has a lot of different ways that they can play a game 
you know, they can they can manipulate it to what who their opponent is and still be successful. So I have Dallas also in six. Um, I want to see Pavelski win a cup. I think that'd be really fun. I want to see him get on the ice and be healthy and then also win a cup. Yeah. The thing about Grubauer, too, is you can live with a goalie like that if you've got, like, a star power-filled team. And, like, hey, just go out there and be good enough. Make enough saves. But Force as you get the deeper into playoffs, you need more than that. Mm-hmm. You need more than that. Exactly. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, yeah. That's correct with the Avalanche. But, like... I don't know if the Kraken have the talent to overcome Grubauer being just good enough. I think he has, at this point and beyond, if they somehow beat the Stars, um, he's going to have to be great. And I don't know, maybe a game, maybe two. I just don't think he's the kind of goalie that can carry you to a cup or to a cup final. Yeah, Grubauer has to be better than Jake Ottinger four times in this series. I don't see that happening. Two, maybe three times, not four times. It's a tough challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up. Uh, starting on Wednesday at 6 p.m., also on ESPN, Devils at Hurricanes. Fellas, I don't know about you. This could be a good one. For me, this was the hardest peri- series to pick, uh, and I went with the uh, Devils, even though I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if I really believe this. <laughs> Usually when I pick a team in seven, it means I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I did with the Devils here. Uh, just really impressed by how they came out in game seven. Last night and were just excellent. Yeah, they were they were so good. They were dominant, and like we talked about earlier, their star players are going to start contributing on the score sheet eventually. Um, good to see that Timo Meyer looks like he's not going to miss any time. Um, as much as I hate to root against Tavo, he's hurt, so I can do it. <laughs> yeah, he's not playing. You know, he's not playing, so it's fine. I don't have that moral conundrum anymore. Um, so I am taking the Devils in seven. I think the Devils speed is going to eventually be too much for the hurricanes to deal with and i think the hurricanes are kind of i think eventually the injuries and the players that they're missing is going to catch up to them it caught up to the avalanche right away i think it catches up to to carolina in this series uh so i went devils in six because i think of a maple leafs devils easter conference final would be just delicious i would love that so yeah i got devils in six I want to see more of this team. Uh, I, too, am picking the Devils in seven. I think it's a very evenly matched series. Carolina, before the season starts, a team I picked to go to the Stanley Cup final. But as you just mentioned, Mario, the injuries, if they were fully healthy, if they had Svechnikov, if they had uh, Tavo, if Max they had Pacioretty, I would say Hurricanes in six. Mm-hmm. But they don't. And this Devils team, much like the Panthers' forechecking eventually wears you down, the Devils' speed is going to wear you down mm-hmm. quicker. Like, you can't keep up with them. And if you try, you're going to be gassed. So, Rob Brendan Moore is a great coach, and I'm sure he's got some game plans to help counteract that and slow them down a bit. They're going to try and, and muck up that middle of the ice as much as possible, but eventually the speed is going to be on. And, and Carolina is a very fast team, too. They could keep up with them, but eventually uh, I, just, I just think – did the Devils sneak that one out? Um, you know, the, the Akira Schmid or Schmid. I don't know. The half of it's it's like Sauter. I believe it's Schmid, but some people still say Schmid. I think it's Schmid. I think because they're they're uh, they're, they're used to uh, who was the guy in uh, Edmonton and Calgary for wasn't there a Schmid? Wasn't there a, oh, a lot of yeah. Slob. yeah a lot of slob. A lot of yeah, yeah, but that was yeah. spelled differently. But I think a lot of people instinctively are saying that S M I D. Yeah, yeah. So this Schmid uh, Akira, which is an awesome name. Um, you know, I, he's unproven, but he's starting he's to remind starting, me. He's starting to prove it. You know, 
he's starting to remind me of that run that a very young, unproven rookie went on a few years ago in uh, GF Seguer, took mm. Ducks. Wasn't that the 2003? That was Yeah, I think that was the same year. one. Nobody heard of him before the playoffs, and he took the Ducks to <laughs> what? The cup final. One win away from the cup? Yeah, doing that seven game, games. Win the seven games. So starting he's to remind the, me that. He's the last Conn Smythe winner on the non-cup final winning team, yeah, right? I believe yeah. that is correct. So um, I think the Devils are going to get this one. I like the way they're going. It's going to be a great matchup between two really good coaches. The the chess pieces getting moved around from game one to game seven probably <laughs> are going to be interesting to see. Uh, should be a really good series. I just wished, and I'm sure everybody roots for Carolina does too, I wish Carolina was at full yeah. capacity because yeah. that would make this series even better. But it should be a fun one. It's going to be great. Uh, that's that's going to be an exciting one. Yeah, it's uh, God, I feel like Carolina, it's like – They've been so good for so long, and they just, well, maybe this is the year, but they just can't get over that hump. Yeah. It's uh, got to be frustrating. Uh, next up, and finally, we've got the Oilers and Golden Knights, uh, 8.30 p.m. Chicago time on ESPN on Wednesday night. I've got the Oilers winning this one in six. I've got the Oilers winning the Western Conference. Spoiler alert. Um, I just feel like, once again, like now that Mike Smith is gone <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, it's just they've got so many freaking weapons. They're so fast. They're so deep. They're so good. Um, I I just I, I don't I don't have a lot of belief in the Golden Knights, and I'll I'll point to thumb. I I haven't been really watching them as closely as some of the other games because I just typically don't find them that interesting. So they're probably a little bit better than I give them credit for. But um, this to me feels like the time the Oilers win the West with Colorado out of the picture. I think that they are the best team remaining. So I'm going to pick them to win in six. I got the Oilers in six. Um, I, I this is a, a Golden Knights team that I think can can steal a few games. I think what it's going to come down to in the series is is again like defense, depth, goaltending. That's those are all things that can carry you far in in the postseason. And so far, Vegas has had a lot of a lot of good things working with that. Can uh, Laurent Brossois continue that? against probably the best offensive team uh, that is that is still around in the playoffs, especially at, at, the, at the top of their lineup. I think that's, I think that's the big question. And I, th- I think Edmonton is, is just as close, if not maybe better in depth and, and defense and goaltending than, than Vegas is. Like that's pretty even. But the top of the lineup, there's such a gap between what Edmonton has and what Vegas has that I, I got to go with Edmonton. Yeah, I'm picking Edmonton in six as well. They are my Stanley Cup champion picks. So, obviously, I'm picking them here. I just don't think Vegas can match the speed uh, over a seven-game series. You mentioned Laurent, Laurent Brisson. It's second time in as many rounds he's facing a former team. Yeah. Uh, but, listen, these aren't the Winnipeg Jets. that what are happens going when to, you go to a play a lot yeah, of teams, though. It <laughs> happens when you're a backup for most of your career yeah. uh, and was for much of this season. Um these aren't the Winnipeg Jets. They're not going to fold the first time you put any kind of adversity against them. Mm-hmm. They're not having their head coach call them out saying there's no pushback. Their their coach isn't disgusted with them. Edmonton <clears throat> had plenty of opportunities to pack up the tent against LA. They're down 2 to 1 in the series and down yeah. 3 to nothing after the first period in game yep. 4. And then they did they didn't lose from there on out. Like 
they've had, even in that game six, the clinching game, they gave up the lead and they came right back and scored. So if Vegas, you know, starts to get some momentum, it's not going to crack Edmonton. They're on a mission this year. They've got the most complete team they've had in the Connor McDavid era. Now there's kind of fun. You're going to get McDavid versus Eichel in the, in the, in the playoffs. I mean, they, they're yeah. the one two. I mean, yeah, sure. Jack Eichel's a pud whack and, and, but he, Hey, it's a Canyon between those two, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> but he's played really well. It's still, you know, it's yeah, still, yeah, yeah. how often does that happen? You know, I probably, I'm sure it does, but it's the first time that these two guys Top from two that, picks in a draft, from that yeah. well-publicized draft, are going to mm-hmm. go head to head. They're the, they're the best player on each team. Um, so, you know, if, if Connor McDavid wasn't drafted that year and Jack Eichel was number one, I think you'd be, that'd be a justified pick outside yeah. of his, yeah. his attitude, uh, on the ice, he's been a really, really good player. Um, but Edmonton, they're just, I feel that this is their year. They've got the most complete team. They've got their bottom six contributing. That's just something they've never had in the past. Their defense is, is more than adequate. Absolutely. And I think Vegas has got too many guys on the downside of their career mm-hmm. that are just, they can't. Mark Stone, sure, great defensive player. I've always thought Mark Stone was a wee bit overrated. Got five assists. Uh, he's, he's a very he's good player. Good. But I've, I've always, good. like the the Ed Olchek love for Mark Stone, kind of like, well, eh, he's great, but I, yeah. he's not that great. But remember where Eddie's coming from, too. Right. Playing the area where in the era where Mark Stone would be. That kind of a dude. Yeah. He's that kind of old school Listen, guy. Saying a guy is overrated doesn't mean he's bad. Sure. But Mark Stone's a little bit overrated in my book. He, he, I don't think he's got the speed to, to, to keep up. You, you're, I'm going to assume you're going to put him out there against McDavid. Eventually, McDavid's going to win that battle. I don't care how yeah. good you are. If you don't have the speed. and, and you, Eventually, they, McDavid wins every battle. They, they might <laughs> they might try and match match Stone on on Dreisaitl more and just make force McDavid to carry the Oilers like he always seems to do against this team. But even then, it's just like he can do that. So it, it, it feels like defensively what the, what Vegas has to do is just limit everyone else and just make sure that, like, it becomes a two-man game. Right. And that's what the Kings couldn't do. Right. They couldn't stop those two or the rest of the team. <laughs> well, I, I just think back to the series in the bubble, the Hawks against Edmonton, and, and it was just nonstop terror. Mm-hmm. Every time – you know, 98 and or 97 and uh, 29 were on the ice. You're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah. And it felt like there was a chance every time they're on the ice, there is at least a quality scoring chance. Because there is. Yeah, and now they... It doesn't seem that way. It is that yeah, way. Yeah, and since then, they've added depth. They've added, yeah. you know, again, that adding Matias Ekholm this year was huge for them. He's been great for them. Evander Kane, love him or hate him. He's this been is great. His, this is his time of year. Yeah, but this I, is where you he know, gets to be a Vander Kane and applauded for it. You find yourself a pudwack, but you bring him into the right situation in the right hey. locker room, like we were talking about. No, I'm not going to put Blake Wheeler at pudwack levels of Evander Kane. That's not fair. But we were talking about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. You got to get these guys in the right situation. Bonus, he where I disagree with you. <laughs> well, maybe, but a different kind of pudwack. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like you said they've been that resilience they have lacked in the past. They have shown this year big time, and. I always remember that was that's what uh, Ken Hitchcock said about the Hawks. It's not about their maybe it wasn't resilience. Well, I guess I will forget it. Resolve was the word resolve. he used. Yeah. It's not their talent; it's their resolve. And the Oilers have seemed to find it, and we're going to see if the Maple Leafs found it too. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's, it's I'm excited, man. These should be a lot all fun. these series are going to be great. 
Yeah, I I, I am rooting for the Oilers more than any other team solely because I want to see Conor McDavid win a Stanley Cup. I, I want to see it. Yeah, He's the best player you don't in the world. Have he the, deserves it. You don't want to have the narrative of... Right. You don't want him to be the, the Dan Marino of, exactly. of, of the NHL. Oh, well, he never won, despite having 7,000 points a year. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want... And I, and I want to see... Connor McDavid play every possible game every he can possible. play. I love watching him play the game of hockey. Yeah. It's a fun time. It's it's edge of your seat stuff. Every time he's on the ice, there literally could be a goal scored mm-hmm. every time he touches the puck. Um, so I want to see more of that. So uh, go Oilers. And, and I don't like Vegas, so I hope. <laughs> you don't? I don't. Since when? Since today. Um, <laughs> so... Like I'd love to see the Oilers just beat them up in four games, but they're going to get a couple wins there. They're, yeah. they're still t- a very talented, deep veteran team, but eventually uh, Oilers uh, just too much talent, too much speed. I cannot wait to put a brand new ass groove in my couch tonight, <laughs> just watching playoff hockey all night. It's going to yeah. be great. I'm so excited about it. But baseball season is also in full swing. Whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all this season's action. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, everyone can hit one out of the park with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Looking at the same-game parlays for today's Cubs-Nationals game. Look at this one, plus 850. Plus five, five plus Hayden Wisniewski strikeouts. Ian Happ to get a single. Patrick Wisdom to get an RBI. Plus 850. That's not bad. That feels like free money. I'm just saying. Join the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with code CHGO. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code CHGO. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Four six seven three six nine and Kansas City in Kansas. I keep saying Kansas City in Kansas. Call one 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Twenty one plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Nicely Ooh. done. Nicely done. Hey, I I heard uh, if there's a, there's a way that you can get a little more money in your pocket to throw in your DraftKings account mm-hmm. and make some more bets, and that's where you save Monergy, <laughs> which yeah. is a combination of money and energy through the Comed Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses <laughs> in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now into the future. It's a lot of Monergy. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. So if I wanted to save energy plus money, i.e. Monergy, tell me how does that work? There's a simple way to save Monergy. 
An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually. Greg, I know you appreciate that. And they last approximately two hours. <laughs> Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, pro- project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So if you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving your money, money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Did you say comed.com slash powering biz as yeah. in B-I-Z? As in B-I-Z. Nice. Indeed. Schedule your appointment today. All right. Before we wrap up, a couple of people mentioned it in the chat. There is some news uh, that the Penguins, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but uh, Andy Strickland saying, don't be surprised that there's mutual interest between he who shall not be named and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the name of Joel Quenville is now resurfacing, even though he has not been restated, reinstated by the league. Uh, some interest in coaching circles for Joel Quenville. So, I think the two of us, the three of us, rather, should go on record. I'm going to go on record and say I don't think either of them should be allowed in a game ever again. Uh, I don't know why anyone w- would want to hire he who shall not be named because he's the one who have the Hawks has the Hawks in this situation right now. Um, but Stan Bowman, or uh, I said his name. Damn it! But uh, we're going to let you go because we're it's it's in it's in the context it's in of context Pittsburgh. of another team, okay. so it's allowed. But uh, Joel Quenville completely turned a blind eye to what was happening to Kyle Beach and then lied about it. Said, oh, I, this is the first I've heard of it this summer. And then, not true. Uh, and he was shall not be named, um, was involved as well. And neither guy should be allowed in hockey, but that's hockey, baby. And they're going to be right back where they started from in nice, cushy jobs, probably with raises and probably with promotions. So probably, I if agree. You, if you thought that those two were done w- with hockey... You you are new no. to oh yeah no I had no, no it's not it's not a matter it's of matter if, of time if yeah. they get back it's when and you know it's it's as it's I, a shame I echo neither of them neither of them deserve to have the privilege to have a job in the NHL after all that but it is what it is um, I've said it a million times I'll say it again I love this sport but I hate the culture yep and and look if you especially for the Penguins. If you want to hire him, he he shouldn't have the opportunity to have a job. If you want to hire him and bring his philosophy to your team, which, which is, is no philosophy, which is the, I think the that's like the worst combination you can I I could think of a team that has older players on long term deals and that has no farm system and that has no fu- no relative future. Bringing him in to fix that, I, I, I don't know what you're looking for. You were better off just keeping Hextall and Burke. You, you were better off. Same thing. He's going to do the same thing those he'll guys do, He'll were do doing. the exact same thing. If you think he's going to come in with an eye towards the future and an eye towards new and rebuild and, and all that stuff, absolutely not. There's a reason that the Blackhawks are in this position and there's many reasons he's not at the helm of it, but I think it'd be, I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 there's enough of his resume to where you can say you know what he was kind of handed a brand new Corvette and he got the oil change and he checked the tire pressure but eventually the friggin' 
uh, trans, tra- uh, transmission blew out and he didn't know what to do. So he just kept, kept driving the car and then it eventually w- went into the ground. So don't hand him another car. I also can't think of a worse place for him to go. Right. This is what he can't do. Like you said, like this is, the, if <laughs> I don't know, if you want him to like oversee the beginning of something new happening and you're, if you want to hand him a fully formed team and say, here, manage this. He could do it. Sure. He did it. If you want to give him a pile of ashes and say, hey, can you, can you make this team better? He's not going to do it. He's just going to piss all over it. Well, you know, the one good thing, not that I want to get rid of him, but maybe now you find a taker for Seth Jones. <laughs> eh, I don't. I, I'm just it kidding. Would, it I'm would kidding, be nice to be on the now other side. Now there's a GM that might consider it. Sure. <laughs> I would be nice to be on the other side of a Stan Bowman tray, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, it would be nice. Hey, oh. As someone who does not care for the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, I'm all for it. Go for it, guys. Yeah. If you're going to bring him back, I, then, then this is not me saying I want him to come back. I don't think he should. Do, he don't think he deserves to have another NHL, another hockey job. Period. Gonna, be it with Team USA, be it in the NHL, be it wherever. Neither of those guys should ever be allowed back. But they're going to come back. So if it's going to happen, all you Penguins. Yeah, you'll you'll lie in the bed you make. Yep. Oh boy, it's just I knew I we knew it was going to happen. I don't know. I just didn't. I was just didn't think it would happen this quick. We're, I just we're, year, we're less than two years removed from it. Yeah, I'm just. I just don't understand people in the decision making positions that they are, looking at how things went, how things ended in Chicago, and thinking, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Let's bring that it's in." In shambles. Look at the Brent Seabrook contract. It's yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I, I the Quinville thing you get. There is no question that he is a great coach. He can still be a great coach, but it's everything that happened and and his involvement and the way it went down. It's still, it's a bad, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. So uh, him as a hockey coach, you know, if, if, if the Rangers want to go that way, I'm sure New York fans and they're able to look past things as long as you win games. So that's you know that's that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah. Enjoy all the no movement clauses and ma- and high salaries and everything that Stan Bowman gives away. If you want to be yeah, player. if you if you want to be in You had that with Ron Hextall. Why 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 would you yeah, change? Yeah. If you want to be in, in, if you want to be in cap hell and not contend, you could have just kept all the guys that you had. You didn't make the, you didn't need to make a change. Yes, yeah. All right, well, we'll see. Hopefully uh I don't know. It's just kind of a bummer. You feel like things are kind of moving on and uh you know, the sport's evolving, but it's not. It's not. These same people will keep landing in successful jobs over and over and over again, regardless of their uh, missteps along the way. E- either hockey missteps or mor- moral missteps. Right. Yeah, as long Whatever. as you've got that championship on your resume, you'll always have a job. That's right. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate that. Reminder to smash that like button on your way out and subscribe to our YouTube page if you're not already. Subscribe on our uh, podcast apps as well, Spotify, Apple Pods, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, of course. Um, you can you can get our podcast. It's available everywhere. And follow us on Twitter at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. I'm doing a quick check of our Twitter followers. 5,916. Help us get to 6,000. What's happening here? Very, very soon. Someone's trying to cast something to our screen. That's very weird. All right. Um, we got to get out of here. Let's in eight, not do that. All seven, right. Seven, six, <laughs> five. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.